I got 15 titles on my mind Seven world ones, one hardcore And seven tags with four different guys I Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of gongs and bells Drive you crazy Lights up when I raise my hands Don't even try to understand the supernatural dead man So take her easy Well I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California Such a bright fire I see It's my house, my lord, burned to the floor Lost my parents, brother, everything Come on, Kane, please don't blame Paul Bearer took me in as his and tried to train me. Rarely lose, I usually win. I never thought I'd see you again. You opened up the cell and climbed in so freaking easy. Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take her easy, take her easy Don't let the sound of them biscuit Drive you crazy Come on, Vincey me. I'm coming back, it's the dead man So take her easy of the night welcome to episode 202 of talking taker our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of altism the undertaker my name is alex dorio i want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of dead man talking and i am joined as always by my tag team partner my wrestling buddy my fellow creature of the night he is a true triple threat he is a podcaster he is a recording artist and he is a fully-fledged member of the right to censor. I am talking about <laughs> Mr. Travis White. Travis, how fitting. This is episode 202. We're going to go back to 2002, hey. here in the year 2022, 20 years ago, to Vengeance wow. 2002, from July of 2002, on July 20. 
21st. Sorry, <laughs> I wish it was July 22nd, but it was July 21st, 2002, to uh, a match that I know you and I both hold in high regard. We're going to revisit here on the podcast because I think it's a match that doesn't quite get the love that it deserves. And we're going to talk about why that is, but it's a special anniversary of it, the 20-year anniversary. We're talking about the main event of Vengeance 2002 uh, featuring our boy, The Undertaker, defending the WWE Undisputed Championship against The Rock and Kurt Angle in arguably uh, one of the all-time best triple threat matches in WWE history. Oh, certainly. It's definitely up to that point. Like, it's the best, so no, no doubt about it. But yeah. May have been surpassed by others uh, by now. I don't know, though, man. It's still one of the I think best, it still holds man. up. It still holds up. I'm excited. I haven't watched this match since we covered it. What episode was that when we did this? This was all the way back on episode 89. Golly, we man. We yeah. covered this. Hadn't even broke 100 yet. Yeah, episode 89. So I haven't watched this since then. So I'm excited to get into this match and, and check it out again. Such a good one. Yeah, and you know, now that we're in this sort of the second era of the podcast, we've completed The Undertaker's complete in-ring career, so now we're kind of exploring other angles, we're going in different avenues, looking at some non-pay-per-view matches, but during this time, we also want to revisit uh, some of pay-per-view matches, you know, we're going to hit some of the heavy hitters, like we did Hell in a Cell from 97, we did a watch-along for that, and we're going to do some big ones like that, but I think we want to go back and explore some of our favorites that don't quite get the same love, and and try to shine a, a brighter light on those. Uh, if you may have forgotten them. Uh, and this was a match that we held in high regard, Travis. We yeah. both we both ranked it number four in our rankings of the Biker Taker era. Uh, top ten pay-per-view matches of the Biker Taker era. We both had it at number four in those rankings. And then we almost had it at the same ranking in our all-time top 20 of the Undertaker matches. You had it at number 20. I had it at number 19. So uh, you and I, we both hold it pretty yep. much in the same regard right there. <laughs> Well, I noticed, speaking of that, that's funny because I noticed your comment on uh, Bottom Line cast about their, um, I guess, Austin top five matches. Not necessarily the best, but just favorites. And the five you said were the five I was going to say. <laughs> it's great. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty funny, so yeah. Yeah, oh, well, uh, I'll bring that up at the end of the show when, when we do the plugs, yeah. too. I, I was going to ask you your question about that, but you just went ahead and answered it for me. But yeah, uh, We typically have fairly similar taste when it comes <laughs> to the matches. So. Well, we'll talk about that later on. But uh, yeah, this is a crazy, crazy time. I, I mentioned it a mm-hmm. lot when we were going through 2002 on the podcast, and we talked about it. Um, I think 2002 is right up there with just one of the all-time craziest uh, in real life years right. in WWE history. I mean, 2022 is shaping up to be quite the crazy year as we're recording this uh, <laughs> a few weeks uh, ahead of the drop date. But uh, 2002 was nuts. There was so much going on uh, with the initial brand split, Stone Cold Steve Austin walking out, um, the Ruthless Aggression era, so many big debuts with the likes of John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Batista all coming in and, and changing uh, things up during that time. Um, And I think that's one of the reasons why this match gets overshadowed because there, like, there is um, just so much going on from week to week in the company. The company is changing directions, changing storylines from week to week, trying to keep up with this. Changing names, 
changing names. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. They literally yeah. changed their name just a few yeah. weeks before that. That's why I wore this shirt. I wore the there WWF t-shirt here because they had just recently changed over uh, in the month of May to the WWF. But um, one of the things that was going on that we talked a lot about during our original episode covering this match was The Undertaker, he's the WWE champion. He also had another very famous match during um, this one-month period, a couple weeks before this, and that he faced Jeff Hardy on mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw in a ladder match for the WWE Championship. And that match... Uh, I think for sure during this time period is the one that everybody remembers and talks about and overshadows what is it still a great triple threat match. Oh, yeah. Without question. Yeah, that's, you know, an all-time classic match and uh, for both guys. And, yeah, I think you're right. I think when people think of Taker's title run in 2002, that's the match they think of, you know, more than anything else. Although at the time, this one was highly, highly, like, heralded you know like a lot of people talked about it. But i just think over the last 20 years it's got it's gotten pushed down and i don't know why but uh, three hall of famers dude just three studs and uh, yeah we'll get into it more here in a minute yeah no i mean uh and, and obviously that there was so much emotion so much great storytelling in that undertaker jeff hardy match yeah and everybody remembers all of that If I were to ask you just right on the spot, Travis, do you remember kind of what the overarching storyline with this triple threat is? Hmm. Okay. Having not redug in anything, I think that Kurt Angle, quote unquote, beat Taker on SmackDown or something. Did he make him tap but not make him tap or something or pinned him but didn't pin him? I don't know. Somehow The Rock gets thrown in. I don't remember how The Rock gets thrown in, but I remember Kurt Angle and and Taker had something going on. Is that am I close? Honestly, you couldn't have described it much better. Okay. <laughs> There's this thing going on with Undertaker and Kurt Angle where uh, Kurt, uh, uh, Kurt, a uh, Taker pins Kurt while he's tapping out to That's Kurt it. at the okay. same time. Um, and then the rock gets thrown in for some reason. Like, like you just said, that, yeah, that's okay. basically the storyline here. Stone Cold had just walked out, so The Rock came back at King of the Ring, and uh, Vince McMahon declared Rock the number one contender. Uh, well, then that thing happened. So just the next uh, SmackDown, after that awesome ladder match with Jeff Hardy on Raw, Taker and Kurt Angle had a banger that's match right. on SmackDown. So that same week, two awesome matches, and that's when that screwy finish happens. So Vince throws Kurt Angle into this match to make it a triple threat. And Those Rock in it? No, it's already Taker oh. versus Rock. Oh, yeah, that's Vince right. throws that's Kurt right. Angle into it. And spoiler alert, Kurt Angle's basically there to take the pin so that Undertaker doesn't have to lose the title clean. <laughs> that's right. basically why he's in this triple threat match. Wait. To get the title onto Rock so he can go on and face Brock. Brock, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, yeah, that's the goal is, oh, crap, we got this awesome guy in Brock Lesnar. We got to get the title. We got to get him to be Rock so it matters more. You know, so, yeah, that's what actually happens. Now, King of the Rings, I was Thank you. 
match. And in the interest of fairness, the main event of vengeance will now be Kurt Angle versus The Rock versus The Undertaker in a triple threat matchup for the undisputed WWE Championship. Cool. Well, I wasn't too far off. No, you weren't. You weren't. And and kind of the uh, the big of other theme with Undertaker is that he's like a fighting champion during yeah. this time. He's a heel. He's big evil. But he's also um, sort of he, he's about to transition to babyface pretty right. soon. Right after the night after this match, actually, he's going to turn babyface officially. But you know, during this time, like you said, he's fighting Jeff Hardy one night. He's fighting Kurt Angle one night. He is doing the respect thing with John, with Cena, John Cena during this buildup as well. It's also when that happens when he shakes his hand and i had totally forgotten this undertaker teamed with john cena the week after that so the week after john cena debuted undertaker was in a tag team match with john Ah, cena on smackdown so he's mentoring that young guy and then the next week on raw he's in a tag team with brock lesnar so they're kind of building up to that brock lesnar undertaker match which is still months down the road it's just so much is happening that's crazy, man. It's, it's so much happening that you forget about it, too. It's just nuts to think about. Yeah, what a crazy year that year was. 2002 was wild. It's like, yeah, I, I could sit here and talk even more about it. I encourage y'all to go listen to our episodes from that year, especially NWO the original episode back. coming about this. And dies. And dies. <laughs> right right around this time, Shawn too. Shawn Michaels comes back. Eric Bischoff. Year. Eric Bischoff comes back. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's. 2002 is great. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's a fun year, actually. A fun year to go back and yeah. revisit. Um, I'll also plug, we covered Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy. We did a full episode on that. That was our first comeback episode, episode 189. So we did a watch along for that infamous ladder match. If you haven't listened to that, go check that out in the archives. Um, so uh, we'll get to this match in just a second. We are going to do it watch along style. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but hopefully you realize that by now. Uh, we're going to do it watch along style. So we will pull it up on Peacock and uh, watch through it with our alternate commentary. So we give it a different take on it. We'll do that in just a minute. But uh, you know how we like to do on these episodes. We like to discuss the latest Undertaker news here in the present day with our Undertaker sightings. And uh, Travis, I got a new sponsor for the Undertaker sighting segment. Yeah? Yeah, this segment tonight is going to be sponsored by Sirens, the new album by Travis White. <laughs> Available now wherever yeah. you get your streaming music. It's true. Tell it's us true. about it. It is. Oh, man, it was a project I did. Three ladies that sing with me at church on the worship team. Uh, I brought them in. Thought it'd be cool to have female voices on there. So, yeah, added them in. Two brand new original songs, two old songs, and uh, honestly, probably got more positive feedback on this one than any other one I've ever done. So, uh, it's really humbling, and I'm going to be playing a live show in the middle of July, and I hope to have these three girls with me singing these three songs. So, it'll be fun. And that'll be at Delta Blues Barbecue? It will be, which will be on TV. They, they film a TV show there every week, America's Greatest Restaurant. So, it's not just a little small place anymore. It's, it's, it's a big deal. So, oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. July 14th here in Bristol, from 6 to 8 p.m. Bristol, Tennessee. Come on, see me. So Outside. Che- so check it out, Sirens. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, and on YouTube. You can follow Travis at Travis White Music on Instagram. Go check that out. And thank you for sponsoring the Undertaker Sightings segment on tonight's episode. Uh, big shout out to them. 
<laughs> not a ton of Taker news this month. Uh, you know, he's kind of been lying low since the Hall of Fame. But I, I'd say the biggest news dropping is that Undertaker is going to be the focus of the new season of the WWE Biography series on A&E. And that is scheduled to drop on July 10th, the Undertaker's episode on biography. And I'm sure it's going to be great, Travis. But honestly, my first thought on this was like, what are we what even going to talk about? Like, after yeah. the last ride, what is there to do? Yeah, I was thinking that too. So, And here's my idea. I think that like, so I'm, I'm thinking too, I'm like, this whole thing with A&E, it's kind of weird to me because they've got the Peacock and they already do yeah. their own documentaries and stuff. Right. But... That's kind of a niche thing, you know? Like, you got to seek that out. True. The WWE Network. So, like, A&E, that's for a casual viewer, you know? If people are flipping through after Storage Wars or whatever, you see an advertisement for, you know... I mean, seriously, you got a 55-year-old yep. person sitting there, and they're like, oh, I remember there and take it. I'll stick one. So, like, it's probably going to be stuff that us Uber fans already know and have already seen a thousand times or have watched the last ride. But it's probably going to be pretty neat for, like, a casual fan who has it doesn't you know hasn't seen Undertaker in 10 years 15 years and you know it's flipping through and sees that so I'm I'm interested to see how they present it because it'll probably be a little more of a fluffy piece about for casual fans but it's gonna be cool nonetheless and yeah the, literally the day after we recorded June's episode they announced that he was gonna be the day the headliner yeah they so always you do that you know whenever this episode drops some some other news is gonna be coming out for sure <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah but they're filming they're doing like I don't know, 694 episodes of the biography. Something, something like it's that. Something, it's, yeah. it's insane. So we're, we're going to be them, getting man. biography on the goon or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. So. No, I, I think that's a great point, man. Like you're right. That, that's what this is for. It is for the casual fan. Yeah. Um, actually my boss, uh, we talked about um, when the first season was airing. Uh, I didn't even know she was a wrestling fan, but she had brought up, we're like in a in a Zoom meeting, just talking about non-work stuff. She's like, "Hey, watch this biography about Booker T last night. It was really good." And I did double take. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Did um, you ask her how many times she watched it? Five, five times. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and uh, so yeah, that is who that's for. She's not a hardcore fan, but she yeah. she likes wrestling. Her kid likes wrestling, and and you She'll know, that guy she right. watched all of them. Um, and um, I, I I watched the Booker T one actually after she mentioned it, and that's what it is. You know, it's it's stuff you and I and hardcore fans we know all that stuff, but it's also produced really well, and it's oh yeah, really entertaining. And, and some of these stories we can hear over and over. And I'm sure the Taker one's going to be great too. Uh, I'm sure it'll be yeah. like some. New interviews, some new stories in there, probably. Uh, he, he's got, you know, 30 years worth of stories. Uh, so I'm sure there's still plenty we haven't heard yet. Um, and, and hopefully, um, hopefully it'll cover some more of him before he got into WWE, too. You know, yeah. hopefully that's kind of this biography will focus on some of his younger days. I think that would be really fun to hear about. But uh, July 10th is the date on that. I'm sure we will talk about it on our August episode. Get some thoughts on that. No doubt. Uh, and Travis, uh, you, you mentioned you listened to a little bit of Mick Foley's new podcast, a uh, friend of the show, fr- guy I, I met a couple weeks ago. Um, Foley is good. Foley is pod. Uh, and he had some things to say about the Undertaker on a recent episode. Yeah. Episode two was about his introduction as mankind. So as you might suspect, a Mick Foley podcast is very long winded. It's very, it's like a, it's like a Zack Snyder, you know, Justice League. It's very long. It's, a, it's a, you know, um, Peter Jackson director's cut of The Hobbit, you know, or, or Lord of the Rings. But um, 
kind of like this explanation is right now. But anyway, it's very long, <laughs> uh, very Mick Foley-esque. But uh, anyway, he does talk about he, – he talks about – and I, we may have mentioned this, or it's probably in one of his books I haven't read, but he talks about how that uh, Mankind Mask, he says it was originally meant for – it was an alternate design for Taker's Phantom of the Opera mask. Oh, um, cool. To leave one of his eyes like open or whatever, but then he you that know, sounds familiar. I feel like it's in one somebody books, has talked about that. that. Conrad's reading like out of his book, but anyway, he talks about that and how then Vince got this idea for this other character. Yeah, yeah anyway, but right. he talks about it's how cool, you know, we've heard all the stories about how Foley was brought in to make Jim Ross cry and make him you know basically brought in is not was not going to do anything with him. Vince hated him, wanted to cover his face up. He was ugly, right. but you know, and Foley's like I kind of knew that I was being brought in and. He's like, you know, they had fed all these big guys to to Undertaker, all these big guys. You know, they got King Kong Bundy and even this classic guys like Jimmy Snuka and, and Gonzalez and all this stuff. But he's like, so I'm brought in. I'm not a big guy, but I just assume I'm bring, being brought in to be squashed, you know, like just to get Taker over again after that WrestleMania, you know, match he just had. He's like, so because he debuts not at WrestleMania. Not after WrestleMania, know? yep. Yeah, and um, he says, he's, I don't have, he's, I've never asked Mark this. I've never asked him because I don't need to know the answer, but I probably should. He said, but, you know, I think that he's the one that said mankind should go over because he wins that first. He does. Ma- he wins, match. wins the next one. And the next one. That, so, um, you know, which is very strange booking for, you know, for an Undertaker opponent. But we're obviously it worked out for Mick Foley. But it was just neat to hear him say that he'd never asked Taker. Like, I thought that was interesting. I assume they had to talk about that sure. in the last 30 yeah. years, you know, but you think- nope, just was like. Eh, I should probably ask him that, but yeah, so that was pretty cool. And if that's true, probably is. I mean, it just shows you the businessman that Mick Foley, I mean, that, that, that Mark Calloway is, you know, yeah. and just he saw something. And thank God he did because Mick Foley has had a heck of a career. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and a and lot it, of it intertwined with The Undertaker, for yeah, sure. And it made guys, uh, you know, like the Kevin Owens say, I can I can get into wrestling. I'm mm. not a body guy, but I can get in there and do something. You true. Know? And who? Who just may have been WrestleMania this year? Kevin Great knows. point. Great so, point. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, I'm sure there will be many, 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 many more Taker stories oh, throughout sure. uh, Foley is Pod throughout the weeks. Uh, I don't know if we'll cover all of them, but no. I'm sure if some interesting stuff pops up, uh, we'll try to bring that to you as well. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of the Undertaker news of the month. Uh, we'll see what's going on next month for next month's podcast. But uh, let's go back in the time traveling hearse here to 2002. Vengeance 2002. Again, like I said, this was July 21st, 2002. Uh, this was from the Joe Lewis Arena, which interestingly, the Joe. the Joe, this is the same arena where Taker won his very first WWF championship against Hulk Hogan at Survivor oh. Series 1991. And it all comes first full circle because this is the match where he loses his final WWE have you uh, WWE championship? He is going to go on to win the world championship a few times, right. but the original classic lineage WWE championship. Right. This is the last night he ever holds it in the same arena as the first night he ever wow. held it. So I think that's it was not planned that way, but I think that's pretty cool. Cool piece of trivia. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, Who knew? The Joe's a special place. Very special place. Uh, let me hit you up with a couple other trivia notes, Travis, before we uh, do this here. Uh, and we can tell the fans. Um, we'll try to <laughs> tell you the timestamp. Travis and I had a little confusion here, actually. I've got, yeah. I've got 
You've got... I've actually got 212.34, but we think we're in the exact same place. So what you want to look for is the opening video package for the match. It's going to end, and there's going to be one second of just black on the screen before The Rock's music plays and he comes out. So we just both paused it on the black. That's that's what you want to do wherever the timestamp is for you. Uh, I don't yeah. know why I have the extended cut over yeah, here. Yeah, you got I the three-second three McFoley extra cut. Extra seconds here. <laughs> but, Foley uh, Jackson Snyder cut. Yeah. So you want somewhere around 2, 12, 30, 31, Ish. 32, 34. Yeah. Uh, or you can just listen to us. We'll, we'll, we'll be fun whether or not you're watching along with us. But, yeah. Uh, uh, while you're looking for that, while you're looking for that on Peacock, let me or, or fast forward through some commercials, whatever you got to do here. Hit you up with a little bit more trivia here, Travis. Uh, let's talk about triple threat matches and The Undertaker. Uh, he had six triple threat matches on pay-per-view. Care to guess what his record is in those triple threat matches throughout his career on pay-per-view? Two and four? We got a winner. Bingo, yeah. two and four. <laughs> Not a great record in triple threat matches. Two and one. <laughs> All right, let's go through them. There was Breakdown 1998 in your house oh, with yeah. Undertaker versus Kane versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And so he technically won that with Kane. They double mm-hmm. pinned Stone Cold. I counted that as a win. Yep. Uh, definitely a forgotten one. No Mercy UK from 1999. Oh. He uh, lost to Stone Cold and Triple H. Stone Cold was the winner in that match. Uh, no Way Out 2001 was a tag team triple threat tables Ooh. match, actually. Yeah, Haku and... <laughs> well, they weren't in it. No, they, oh, they, yeah, they, they, right. I think they interfered in it. But uh, it was right. Brothers of Destruction losing to the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian also <laughs> in that match. I think so months before WrestleMania. <laughs> Month before Bro, WrestleMania. Like a tag team tables match a month before WrestleMania. Has nothing to do with <laughs> either of their WrestleMania feuds. Yeah. Oh, so strange. Yeah. Uh, then there's this match, Vengeance 02, where Taker's going to lose to Rock and Kurt Angle. Uh, Armageddon 2007. Uh, he's going to lose to Edge, who wins the world title there. And Batista is a also Batista, part of that yeah. match. That's where the Edge heads debut. Yeah. And then his final pay-per-view triple threat match, Survivor Series 2009, where he is going to get his only other win against... Punk? No. Nope. 2009. Jericho. Big Show and Jericho. Oh, in a triple threat match. Word. I 2009. forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Yep. And that's the same pay-per-view where Cena faces DX in a triple threat match as well. So weird, weird booking on that night. Yeah, 2009, not a great year compared to 2002. You know, <laughs> not one of my favorites. Not one of my favorites. Uh, uh, and the, uh, these three guys, Taker, Angle, and Rock, uh, this was not the first time they were all involved in the same match together. Uh, they're also involved in two other pay-per-view matches that we covered on the show. Armageddon 2000, they were all three participants in that six-way Hell in a Cell match where Kurt Angle came out on top. And then all three guys were involved in the main event of Survivor Series 2001, the winner-take-all 10-man tag match. And Taker and Rock 
on Team WWF were the winners. Kurt Angle was on the losing side on Team WCW on that night. Sure. So uh, this was the third time they'd all been involved in the same match on pay-per-view. So oh, fun facts for you there, Travis. Wait, Kurt Angle is that Hell in a Cell six-way. Kurt Angle won, but Taker came out literally on top. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he did. Hi-o. After he choke slammed Rikishi, on that one for eight seconds, and then was never seen again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, lots of interesting facts. It's hard to believe all those big names. They've only been in three matches together on pay per view. Yeah, you know, uh, it was a different time back then. A different yeah. time. Um, and then. Lastly, Travis, before we get into this, uh, I thought we'd just go through the card for this night really quickly and uh, just mention some of the other matches and uh, give some quick thoughts on this, this. is Cena's debut on pay-per-view, isn't it? This is Cena's pay-per-view debut. I, I knew so that was something. WWE, yeah. of course, celebrating 20 years of John Cena this month. Uh, so... Um, uh, rest of this card on Sunday Night Heat, we got Goldust defeating Stevie Richards. What a way to pop the crowd right there. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a match I would love. I'd love to see it in 2022. Come on. Oh, dude, both those guys look better now than they did then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, golly, I would love that match. <laughs> Opening the official card, we got the Dudley Boys, uh, Bubba Ray, and Spike defeating Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero in a tag team tables match. You couldn't have a pay-per-view back then without a tables match. Mm. Uh, Jamie Noble with Nidia defeated Billy Kidman uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated William Regal for the European European. Championship. John Cena defeated Chris Jericho in his pay-per-view debut. Uh, (coughs) Rob Van Dam defeated Brock Lesnar via disqualification. Uh, That's right. Booker T defeated the Big Show in a no disqualification match. Oh, lost my fingers. Was that a NWO? It was before the NWO? No, uh, the NWO is dissolving at this point. I would I say, yeah, it's probably some after effects Something, of the yeah. NWO. Remnants of the NWO. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the Un-Americans, Christian and Lance Storm, defeated Edge and Hollywood Hulk Hogan yeah. for the tag team titles. That's fun. Uh, then of course we got our main event here. Um, so I counted it up, man. There are, I think, seven or eight guys only that are still active through that whole card. Uh, Gold Dust still in AEW. Uh, the Dudley Boys, neither of them are still really wrestle. Like Bubba, Bubba, he wrestled. He's on NWA Power this week, I think. Oh, he just okay. talking. He was on the NWA uh, Always Ready show. They just well, as we record this, it was two nights ago. So I didn't realize he was still doing anything. I, he doesn't. He just does sporadic things. Okay. Like that. Uh, uh, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, no longer with us, uh, obviously. Jamie Noble, no longer performing. Billy Kidman, no longer performing. Jeff Hardy. Uh, As of this recording. <laughs> no longer no performing, longer performing. <laughs> for a while. Yeah. William Regal, no longer performing. John Cena, who knows? I, Probably not. Well, Maybe one well, more we, match. We're record- this will drop on July 1st. He... Monday Night Raw this week. He'll be on Raw. His comeback. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know what he's doing as we're recording. Jericho, of course, still very active. RVD, semi. I don't don't know the last time he did anything. Lesnar, he's still, he'll be be back. Yeah. Booker T, no longer performing. Big Show, I don't think he's Uh, wrestled in like a year. He's still allegedly an active performer. He's still on the roster. Yeah, but 
I think he wrestles on Dark or something. I don't know. Christian's still active. Lance Storm. Well, Christian works there. He works there. He, he hasn't wrestled in a while much. either. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's an active performer. Uh, Hogan, of course not. Edge, still very active. <sighs> no doubt. And then Taker and Angle both retired. Rock, maybe one more match left in him. Maybe. But, uh, we'll see. So, maybe against the Tribal Chief. Just thought that was interesting to see how much things have changed in 20 years and who's still hanging around. I mean, the guys that are still hanging around are Jericho and Christian who were there six years before that. Yeah. You know, like in the Attitude Era. It's just like, this is crazy. And Gold Dust. <laughs> and Gold Dust, yeah. Even before that. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, it's just crazy. Those old timers just never go away. Well, I will uh, stop talking and stop stalling and let us get to this uh, main event here, Travis. Uh, why don't you give us the old countdown like we like to do? All right, we'll go three, two, one. Plan again. I'm at two twelve thirty one. You're at two twelve thirty four. We won't be three seconds apart. No, if you I go think three seconds, the rock up. immediately comes out. So That's we, right. We'll be way off. So um, yeah. Get your little play button ready. We'll go three, two, one. Play and go on play. All right. And three, two, one. Play. Here we go. Coming out of black, we got a big V, big Vis, big Daddy V, big. Big Red V over oh, there. One of our favorites. Big Daddy V. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, one of the things I remember, uh, I, I re-listened to our episode earlier today, our original episode, we talked about these guys kind of having really quick entrances, and it's almost like the timing for the show was kind of messed up here. So I don't know exactly what the deal is, but uh, they uh, don't mess around with these entrances. Probably was the Hogan entrance. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Hogan interest went long. Certainly possible. Who knows? Yeah. Man, Rock is, he's in great shape there, but he's in even better shape 20 years later now. Like, his arms look tiny there compared he's the to man. the man he looks now. Just, golly. It's just crazy to think how much better. These guys taking better care of themselves 20 years later. Like, Austin looked awesome at Mania. Oh. You know? Yeah. You know, when you don't wrestle for 20 years, you, yeah. you, your body can heal up a little bit. Yeah. Here comes Kurt. Golly, it's quick, man. Quick draw. What's your Kurt. time? What's your time stamp? I am at two thirteen forty four. Two thirteen forty four. Which means you're at forty seven. I'm at forty eight. Forty nine. Okay. I think I'm good. Fifty. My internet's all wonky the, tonight. Got the thing shooting all behind him. Is that where you're at? Yep, American bald right. angle. American. That's a good sign. <laughs> so he's just recently shaved his head right here. Uh, yeah, I would have been at Backlash in April. Yep. So, just a couple months before the he got hair. freshly shaved. <laughs> He's just talking smack there. You got an angle bounce on the outside? Oh, yep. here comes Taker. Must be. Dead angle, man, man walking. I think he's still got Limp Biscuit here. I don't have my, let me turn my volume up. Of course, I may not be that on the network. Yeah. Is he the hardcore champion? No, I'm just kidding. He's the world champion. Boom, boom. So he's got Coming the uh, You Done It Now song, but I, I don't know if it had officially changed over to yeah, that at know. this point. I don't know when it changed. Coming down real slow. Short entrance Short, way. Short rampway. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's the last time we'll see him with an actual WWE lineage championship. That's crazy. That is crazy. 20 years, man. Only just, seven again, world titles. It just shows, goes to show you how he didn't, how much he's so over he doesn't need it. You know, people talk about Mania that that's the that's one of the main events is his match. You know, that's right. So, just 
I don't know of any other character that has that. I'll never forget how many title reigns he has because you sing about it every week, man. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> yeah. Seven world titles, one hardcore, and seven, seven titles, titles, four, four different, different guys. guys. <laughs> I'll never forget. Oh. So we're not uh, not going to have any championship-style ring introductions here. The Fink is gone. We're just going to get into the action. Taker's going to have hand the title to old, old Hebby. Hebby. Hebby Knezzer. <laughs> <laughs> Show it off to everybody. Take her back to the camera. Never would happen today. Well, you got three guys in there, man. Somebody's yeah. got to do it. I'd say the color of the day is red. Taker's got red uh, on his pants. Uh, Rock's got red on his. Angles, of course, yeah. got red. Taker's hair is bright red. I mean, <laughs> just fresh dye job. Yes, booger red. <laughs> Pointing at Rock. Rock's oh, talking trash. Red. And Kurt Angles, like, what about me, guys? What about me? Yeah, this is this is when Angle's at his best, man. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> you forgetting about me over here? Olympic gold medalist over yeah. here. Getting ticked off, and he's like, "What are you doing in this match too?" Pushes both of them. Oh no. Oh, I'm Kurt Angle. I watched him mouth. I'm Kurt Angle. Be careful what you wish for, oh. buddy. <laughs> yeah. Great opening. Best. Yeah. Taker and oh, Rock man. team up against Angle here. Um, Taker and Rock. Taker and Angle both heels. Uh, like we've talked about, Taker is basically a tweener. Might as well be. Right. But Rock's a baby face. Oh, what a bump by Ooh. Kurt Angle. Over the top, bro. Just three guys at their absolute peak right here, man. Come, oh, yeah. Come on. Ooh. Three of the best at their absolute peak. Rock sells so well. Some people say it's too much. I think it's great. I love his selling. And Rock, you know, he's coming in. He's basically been off for like a year. Or, or I guess like six months or so, you know? He, well, he was at Mania. You're uh, right. What am I talking Hogan. about? Yeah, it wasn't that he, long. Then yeah. he dipped off to do film something and came I'm back I'm thinking early. about 2003. Yeah. Yeah, came back early to, uh, to because Austin walked away. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he was supposed to come back. And then, you know, in case of emergency, break glass. <laughs> And he came in to put over Lesnar. I Kurt love that Angle, Angle got knocked, knocked off, off again. Taker yeah. out. Perfect 10 landing as per usual. Ooh, ooh. Takes Taker with knees. Big McFoley bump over the yeah. stairs right there. And Kurt oh. Rock tosses Kurt Angle in. These guys never ooh. had a bad match against each other. No, man. never. Oh, I love that. Oh, German suplex oh on the Rock. God. I can't Beautiful get over German how suplex. good Kurt Angle looks. It's so good, man. Like, He's one of the best. I mean, because he was, you know, so much of his career, he was so injured and, you know, on drugs or, or whatever and painkillers or whatever. And he was still great, even amongst all of those other things. But gosh, just looking at him here, sort of, you know, he's still fresh. He's still young, just in peak physical condition and just bumping, like moving around like crazy. Oh, my gosh. 2001, 2002, 2003. Those three years of current angle are probably his best. I know he says he had yeah, yeah, his, liter- yeah. his literal best matches in TNA. Nobody saw him, but mm-hmm. his act- he feels that his actual best matches were there. I just said that 2001 to early 03, Kurt Angle was just the best. He's no, no nobody could take him in the ring, man. He's just the best. And, and just he's a natural. Only been in it for at this point three years. One thing we often talk about in this podcast is like guys in WWF or WWE, like um, we we did we might not have even realized that they'd been veterans for like ten or fifteen years. Right. They've been in WWE for a couple of years. Kurt Angle's literally been wrestling for three years. Three years at this yeah. point, and he's like already a top ten yeah. worker 
I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got main event mania next year. It's crazy. Oh, two belly to belly suplexes. And then he's going all nuts. And where's Taker? Take a little breather. Taker man. took a breather, <laughs> broke his knees on the outside. So sort of like a modern day triple threat match where yeah. uh, oh! one guy takes a big bump and he's gonna take a little breather yeah. on the outside. Maybe Earl just about slid out the ring when he tried to count that pinfall. <laughs> what if he did just count on the apron? I think he's done that before. I think That's I've seen him do it. that. Angle and rock rolling out. Uh one funny thing about this match uh that I remembered from earlier is that uh, King and Jr. <laughs> Who's that gym teacher Dude. over there? <laughs> get the f out! Get the f out! Teacher in shorts, <laughs> white case with. He was not a cameraman. He's no. just hanging out in front of the guard. <laughs> not as that guy's not a security guard either. I don't know no. what he was doing. VIP <laughs> section in front of the guard. Good seats. <laughs> oh, that's that's not what I meant to be talking about, but. Uh, Oh, um, busted open. He has got a little uh, cut on his forehead. Um, yeah, J- Jr. and King are on commentary here, even though they're the Raw commentators, because yeah. they had. So originally, the first few pay per views of the brand split, they commentated the entire shows, even though yeah. Taz and Cole were SmackDown commentators. But on this show, Taz and Cole got to call the first half of the pay per view, while Jr. and King called the second half, uh, which was this weird it's not thing. That hard to figure out. No. <laughs> Just go with the matches you represent. No. <laughs> Why would they do that? Who is this guy? Who is that guy? Some, I can't hey. get over him. Is that Marty Applebaum over there? <laughs> Marty Applebaum. He's he's retired since the Royal Albert Hall. And he's just there to just... just oh, never noticed that guy before. Foreman. Taker's just talking smack to Rock. We're not even talking about this. No. Marty Applebaum is distracting. Ooh, I do Rob notice something else here. on Taker, though, as Rock does get that comeback. <gasps> I know, know what it is. You know what it is? I know what it is. The uh, carabiner? Yeah, I saw Randy carabiner. Turco's yeah. carabiner. We got to talk about him in just a little while, too. Ooh. Oh, Rock, Rock barely got his shoulder barely up. got his shoulder up. Pinfall on Taker. Kurt Angle knocked Kurt Angle. down off the apron again. He can't get back in the ring. Ooh, Rock's trying to choke slam. Oh, choke slam. Not a rock bottom. That was a no. choke slam from the Rock, stealing his move right there. And that was a what? staple of this time period, man. The guys stealing each other's big moves and finishers. Oh, man. I was just very confused. Ooh, Kurt Angle breaking up the pin? No, there was a woman in the crowd clapping, or it was her head, but there was a guy behind her clapping over her head, and his arms were big, and her head was tiny, and <laughs> it was like an optical illusion. I can't even, I'll have to go back there after this match and watch it again. Freeze frame, that. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. A replay, replay of the choke, choke slam. Wow. wow. Man. And that's crazy. I don't think Rock had ever done a choke slam before that. Probably never Probably did not. one since then. Here we go. Oh, Rock, the ankle lock. The ankle lock. Dude, he's got his special meter pumping, and he is stealing oh, everybody's yeah. specials. Oh, angle with a rock bottom. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, this. here we go. Ooh. Take your breaks at that pin. Big <laughs> old leg drop. Oomph off the ropes. That's what we're talking about with this match, dude. It is all action. Yeah. It is nonstop. It reminds yeah. us, uh, reminds me at least of that final four match that we uh, did the watch along for mm-hmm. a few months ago. Just nonstop action. Oh yeah, no doubt. That's good, and it's just crazy to see that with such like like a big guy like Taker, man. Oh, here we go. Angle Ooh. trying to hit his own move. Not gonna happen. Oh no! Oh. The dead man. Whoop. 
Dead Man Olympic Slam. Olympic Slam. Love two. it, dude. Picture the perfect. Hero. Pulls the arm in. Doesn't one, cover. two, Brock breaks it up. Hey, oh. did, didn't hook the leg either. No. Didn't. Sloppy cover there from Taker. Come on, mm. you're better than that. Come on. Oh. Kurt, Kurt going to take a little breather. Trading. Oh, Irish whip reverse. Ooh, Taker with a big, ugly elbow. Rock kips <laughs> up. Like Shawn Michaels. Boom. Angle. <laughs> can't stay in the ring. Spine on the pine. <laughs> I can't get over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, Rock is in phenomenal shape here, but yeah. just not even close to what he looks like now. I know. It's you crazy. see the Black Adam trailer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah can't wait china's in the crowd too. oh that, that never mind that woman was a woman with big arms never mind i stand corrected I i'm gonna get in trouble for that kurt angle i don't even know what's happening right now there oh, i love talking about the crowd on these shows that's what we come here for not yeah. even for the match it's for the crowd what is on Taker's head? Just like a zit that blew up or something? I mean, it's just a tiny, like a tiny little scratch. He did, didn't blade or anything. No, no for sure. No, it's not intentional. Taker's looking very uh, master of pain. Portly? Here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, with that hair, yeah. short and really, really orange. Yeah, it's real orange. Maybe Earl's not liking this. Now. Of course, did, he's got to get they, involved. Right. Now, were they quite as. You know, Ooh. no disqualification. Like, now it's like, oh, triple threats, there's no rules. Like, were they as big into that 20 years ago? I don't remember. I think so. I think it's technically a no DQ match. Oh, but, um, ref intimidation. Yeah, always, man. He's going to hit the signatures. And take your going guess. to the corner. <laughs> Stinger oh, I splash. thought he was going for a boot and going to crotch himself. Nah, oh, you, yeah. We, we might see that in a little bit. Thought he was going for it. Instead, he went for a clothesline and got it. Biker taker, I can't read that sign. Said biker taker something. Something. Kurt Angle with a reversal. Ooh, oh, big shoulder into the post. You only saw in like main event matches back then. Now it's almost every match on Raw or SmackDown. Mm -hmm. They do a shoulder post thing. Yep. But back then it was a special. It meant something. And Taker is taking over. Man, he's in control here. Rock yep. is laying out. Kurt Angle is hurting. So Taker's going to go to the outside here. D Ooh. oh take her with some soup bones soup bones feeding and this lady this lunch lady's telling everybody to sit down right there <laughs> get out of the way I don't know what's happening now, Travis uh, where were you and I in uh, 2002 we had just oh <laughs> rock with the clear Sierra the Pepsi clear miss oh my that's wild. Where did he get that from? I don't know. He got it from the announce table. He yeah. stole it from the king. That's great. And you know, he just, he just made that up, too. He, oh, he, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't planned. No, not at all. July of 2002, we just come out of, what, 10th grade? Sophomore year. Sophs McGee. Yeah. Sophs McGee, MMIV, baby. We were getting ready to go into, yeah, our junior year. Yep. Hardest year of high school. Getting our driver's and licenses, you know, just yeah, recently. Yeah, we just got it. Yep. Yep. And uh, I would oh. have been not watching this because I never watch pay-per-views. Yeah, right. Why are so many adult men standing around in merch t-shirts? <laughs> that guy's a security guard. <laughs> I mean, like, on the other side, like, up the aisle way. There's just so many dudes in, like, shirts off the merch table. The Tommy Dreamer shirt, you know, just the standard pay-per-view Oh, during shirts. this era, 
Was this 2002 or 03 when he was feuding with Tommy Dreamer? It was 02. It was 02, around the yeah. same time. This yeah, title, it had right? been on Raw. Yeah. yeah. Apron leg drop to Angle, who sells it like a million bucks. And Angle is busted open. Ooh, dripping Ooh, blood, man. Drippy oh canoe. <laughs> What's happening? What happened to him? Uh, I, think, I think it's his nose or something. Ooh, nasty looking. I don't know what that is. Ugh. Yeah, what's that? Nowadays, you stop the match. Put yeah, ref- put black gloves on. Gloves on, yep, exactly. Not here. Not the ruthless aggression era. Not 20 years ago. No, no, no. Taker, of course, had some bangers with Kurt Angle um, and would oh, have yeah. one later on in 2006. Just yep. an all-time classic. Might have to revisit that one one day. Should have been a WrestleMania match. <laughs> old, oh, school. old school. Old school. Is he gonna hit it this time? Oh, does it a little differently. Punch. Yeah, doesn't do the arm Superman punch. Yeah, I did a Superman punch there. A little something different, and I, and I kind of like that because Angle's bleeding. So yeah. a little psychology there. He's gonna bust him up even more instead of go after the arm or the shoulder. That was nice. Yep. I didn't. I didn't remember that part. No. Oh, Rock is a little mockery. <laughs> revving the revving the bike. Rev the bike up. Rock is so good. Golly. He's so good. Like, oh, one of my favorite DDTs. Imagine how good he would have been if he was full time. Like I know. I, I mean, more power to him that he's the biggest movie star in the world. But oh yeah. Imagine what a this is a great wrestler and he was only part time for most of his career. Like yeah. just imagine, man, unreal. And he had su- he skyrocketed. I mean, you think about it. Of course. We talk about there's 20 years of seeing that the Miz has been there for 15. Yeah. You know, getting close. and Rock was there as a full time wrestler. Five and a half. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Austin. Five and uh, seven years. Yeah, something like that. It's just crazy. A lot of that time he was out too. Yeah. Kurt oh, Angle continues to be the punching bag of this match. Ping pong and so between. so good. Uh oh. Rock going for rock bottom. Taker says, "Uh uh-uh, uh, eat my elbow." Not today. He's going gonna get his choke slam. Oh no, he's not. Yep. Death Valley shot. Oh, baby Earl goes down. Of course, he's got to be involved in the story here. Maybe it's not DQ. No uh, DQ. Yeah, I don't know. Because Earl's holding his ankle, and Kurt Angle with a CTE oh. shot to the skull. I mean, Earl Hebb was doing the hokey pokey, man. You know, he used to give him his sweet chin music. <laughs> <laughs> Earl Hebner couldn't get his leg above his waist if, uh, if he had $1,000 on the line. <laughs> Oh, well, he can sell you some T-shirts though. <laughs> uh, he, uh, for a thousand dollars. All three men are down. Angle is struggling to crawl over to the Undertaker now. Angle did that thing so well. Two, oh, oh, two, two and three millie. quarters. The last millie. You're gonna roll over to pin the Rock now, I believe. Smart. Just Rock's down two. Yeah, try and get that pinfall on anybody. The leg. One, two. Oh, Rock kicks out. Not this time. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Some great near falls. And I mean, you really don't know who's gonna win this match back at this time. No. And you want to. It's not obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like Taker's having a heck of a run, but who else is he gonna go with? Rock's the rock, so why not? And Angle's always good to put the title on. Exactly. And it's always good to have a title on a heel and have a babyface chase it, too. So, you know. Ooh. Dragon screw from the rock. Oh. Into the worst sharpshooter. Ah, I believe you call it the slop shooter. The slop shooter, yeah. 
The flop shooter from The, the Rock. The bottom line because, guys always bring that up anytime they talk about The Rock on the show. I mean, to this the, day. he crosses the ankles the wrong way. Yep. Consistently. Taker just booted him off, said, uh-uh, not today. If you're going to do it, do it right. Oh, last ride time. Rocky goes up. And Wedgie. underwear go up. Ooh, Down he goes. Looks the shoulder, but not two. the leg. I... Nope. Ooh. Angle. Ooh, with an ankle lock. Yeah, pulled Taker off the pin right into the ankle lock. Really nicely done there. Cranking he is wrenching it. it. Oh, man. Guy with the You Suck shirt is chanting, getting excited. But Taker, hey. you know. Well, I I will say it's interesting here because we did see him sort of tap out a few weeks ago, which he had never, ever done before. So, yeah, the question's on. Is he going to do it again here? Right. Typically, you'd be like, oh, this is a spot we're never going to care about. But, yeah, because they built that in the storyline, it it makes sense. Yeah. Rolled angle off, going for a last ride. Back on his feet, last ride time. Up he goes. Oh, Kurt's kind of sort of got like a triangle locked in yeah. here. Pulling him in. It's not quite, not real pretty. Oh yeah, he's kind of he's got the arm through there. Okay, yep. got a triangle chokehold, which we'd see Taker do, sort yep. of. Oh, Taker switches it into a chokehold, into angle a pin. Now he's yep. pinning angle, and, and he's, gonna, he's still pinning him. But okay. <laughs> yep. One, two, three. Earl Hebner count the pin. Undertaker should have won. Ooh, tiny. We got the Joe Lewis Arena screw job right here. Yeah. Oh. Angle's rolling it over into a something. Almost, uh, I don't know what that is. Some sort of MMA submission right here. Yeah. A head vice with his legs, sort of. Modified doohickey pretzel lock. Yeah. (laughs) Modified doohickey pretzel lock. And, oh, the three arms were going to go down. But no, Rock interrupts it before the third arm goes down. I always do that with my baby girl when she's uh, milk drunk and about to fall asleep. I always just lift the arm up, one, two, three, oh. see if she's ready to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things to do. If it drops three times, she's out. She's out. It, it always drops three times. <laughs> uh, uh, angle with ankle lock. Again. Rock. Man, just a hot, hot time. finish right here. Ooh. Roll up. Rock rolls him up. Oh. That didn't do it. Nope. nope. Angle kicked out. So many good near falls. So many near falls, and the, you got the pins, you got the submissions. Ooh, that Angle was a perfect spot. Runs into a choke slam. Down he goes. Taker's tired. He couldn't quite get him all the way up. Oh, rock bottom rock to bottom. the end. Taker. Rock is. Taker going kind crazy. of rolled a little bit, so he was One, able to two. get away. Ooh. Ooh. So Taker got his shoulder up, but he also grabbed Earl Hebner with the same yep. arm to stop the count there. Really nice touch. Yep. Everybody's down. Everybody's down. Everybody's out. Everybody's down. Rock slowly getting up. This is the part where you just sell it. Sell it. Let it go. Let the crowd get up. Oh, angle rolling up. Rocky, one, two. He's, what was Rock doing? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Bootski. Angle with Dude. another angle slam. One move after oh. another. It really is. That's oh, what I'm talking the straps about. Are oh. down. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's crazy. It's business time. Yep. Oh, rock bottom. Two angle. He's got him. One. Two. Two. 
Three. Oh, and Taker oh, is Taker. a half a second short trying to push Angle off. Yeah. And The Rock's going to win second. his seventh WWE Championship, a record at that time. Oh, wow. And then yes. he wins it, what, one more time after this? Yes. I think it's interesting, too, because Stone Cold had the record before that, and he had just walked out. So Rock kind of takes that over from him. Ah. That's probably what this was about. Probably <laughs> intentional. Probably all this was about. But, you know, like I said, they throw Kurt Angle into the match there, so uh, Undertaker doesn't get pinned, even though he loses the title there. Yeah. So protecting the Undertaker. And uh, The Rock's going to get the belt just in order to lose it to Brock Lesnar and make him a star at SummerSlam next month. But Who's... Uh, uh, who's Taker fighter, SummerSlam. <laughs> is that Kev? Well, yes, he's gonna go from a world title program uh, right into facing test the next. Test, test. <laughs> Apparently, he failed this test because he's going to fight test. <laughs> Rock, of course, showing respect to both these guys after this war. Um, he's selling the battle that he was in, uh, giving respectful nods to Taker as Taker rolls out, gets his hand raised. The Rock, with that beautiful Undisputed Championship. I love that title. One of my favorites. Yeah, me too. I love it. I do like it. Look at all the signs. Probably the signs. greatest moment in The Rock's professional career. It's all been downhill after this. After this? For Dwayne Johnson, yeah. He's never had a never had a moment of success past this, right? Nah. Yeah, never. <laughs> he won't amount to anything after this. Probably not. It's probably the end of the line for him. Let's get oh, some wait. replays. Let's see that in the instant replay. Angle slam. Kurt Getting Angle. Oh, rock bottom. Here we go. Taker selling on there. One, two. Now, I do love oh. that. Taker didn't sell like he was out the whole time. He actually tried to get to break it up, you know? He doesn't lose any steam with that. Yeah, excellent timing. <laughs> Three absolute professionals at their peak here. That's what you get with this match. Highly, highly encourage everybody out there to go check this out. Please tell us who this Marty Applebaum guy is over uh, on the side of the ring in his gym shorts. I'd love to know. Up next, Vengeance 03 on my peacock with Taker punching at me right now. Ah, yes. Defeating John Cena on that night. Ah, John Cena. Ah, John Cena. All right. Another movie star. Well, what'd you think, man? What'd you think watching it back? (laughs) It was great. It was, uh, man, good as I remembered. Maybe better. It's fantastic. I love it. It's just very high energy, man. It's, uh, it's nothing, I don't know what else to say about it. It's great. Just all action back. all yeah. the way through. Yeah, absolutely. But psychology. It does. It's not, Definitely it's, not, it's not all action like a spot fest that's just no. out there where guys not selling. That match had psychology in it. They got the one guy out of the ring. They went with the leg, the ankle lock, because Taker had already tapped out in it before. They went for quick, quick pinfalls, hit each other's finishers, try to use something different. I, it was, it's got psychology, you know. There's too many matches nowadays that are high energy, and don't mean a hill of beans, you know. You could tell all three that these guys know how to work with each other. Yeah, uh, they all know their characters really well, and they're all able to bring all of that to the table there, uh, and that's what makes part of that match so good. Yeah, um, you know, I mentioned Taker 
not losing clean there, not losing the title clean there. And it made me wonder, did Taker ever lose a world title clean? Uh, and so I had to go back and think about it. Survivors, or, um, sorry, his first title reign, he loses, um, uh, to Hulk Hogan and it's kind of screwy faction at that Tuesday in Texas, yeah. uh, with some interference in there. Uh, and then he loses, uh, the title in 1997 to Bret Hart because of Shawn Michaels hitting him in the head with a chair. So screwy fashion there. 99, he loses in fully loaded 99 to Stone Cold Steve Austin with X-Pac runs in and hits Taker with a chair and it's a first blood finish. Uh, so he doesn't get pinned here at Vengeance 02. Uh, so that's those four WWF championship reigns. Uh, world titles, he lost the first one via a Money in the Bank cash-in from Edge. So sort of a cheap win, uh, win for Edge. Loses to Edge in that triple threat match that uh, I just talked about. Uh, no, no, wait, he wasn't champion there. No, sorry. He, he lost to Edge at One Night Stand 2008 uh, in a TLC match when all of La Familia interferes in that yeah. match. And then he lost the title to Chris Jericho in the Elimination Chamber when Shawn Michaels pops Shawn through Mike. the floor of the Elimination Chamber. So, yeah, all seven world title reigns ended uh, wow. in screwy fashion. He never lost the title really clean. That's pretty cool. That's kind of interesting. Another thing I noticed is he's only lost the title to the same man once, and that was Edge. Everybody else he lost it to a different person. Edge is the only one who's defeated Undertaker for a title twice. That's yeah, crazy. That is crazy. What a cool feather in Edge's cap. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. Well, yeah, that's cool. Interesting. I mean, we didn't touch on that before, but yeah, Taker yeah. never lost the world title in a you know clean fashion. So. He might not have ever lost the tag titles clean. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. go back and I didn't go through all those. But hardcore uh, titles never clean. No, and of course not. No. Uh, well, I did. I we brought up Randy Turco, and uh, you know. Uh, we tried, full disclosure, to have him on the show tonight, but had some scheduling conflicts and couldn't quite get him on. But he was there. He was there 20 years ago at Vengeance 2002, and I asked him to uh, record some memories for us. So he actually sent us an audio clip. You know, we usually read fans' Twitter comments and things like that here on the show, but thought it'd be fun, since he couldn't quite join us on the show, to at least do uh, his audio memories. So yeah. I'm going to play that for us uh, and then we will come back and close out the show after that so we'll get a live perspective from our uh, man on the scene time traveling reporter Randy Tarko uh, let's start at that hey everyone this is Randy Turco, friend of the show Randy Turco, and uh, I was at Vengeance 2002 live unfortunately I'm not live there tonight I have sans internet after a landscaper decided to use their caterpillar like Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Zamboni and they ran over my internet line. So I have no internet. Alex and Travis asked me to kind of give my memories of Vengeance 02 and they said, hey man, if you can't do internet, do voice memo. So here I am. And this was July of 02. So I'm on summer break from the University of Minnesota. I'm back at home with good old mom and dad in Michigan had tickets way in advance, knew I wanted to go to this. I had been to zero pay-per-views in 21 years of being alive, and 16 or 15 of which I was a wrestling fan. No pay-per-views. I wanted to end this anti-Undertaker streak I had going on, and I actually I ended it in pretty good fashion in 2002. I went to three in six months. It's just the way that it worked out. 
I went to No Way Out in February in Milwaukee. It was a college road trip. I think it's four hours from our campus that we were going to college at. And, and then the next month was my spring break, WrestleMania 18. Again, back at home in Detroit, four-hour drive, you're at WrestleMania. So even though No Way Out wasn't really a big four pay-per-view, it was the return of the NWO. It was Hulk Hogan coming back to the WWF after nine years. So, you know, with that and WrestleMania 18, that was a pretty high watermark. And Vengeance, I didn't know if it was going to live up to that, you know, going to three pay-per-views in six months. This one might be a sad trombone. Uh, in Detroit, but I had I had tickets anyway. I'm not gonna uh, look a gift horse in the mouth. I knew I had to get to this show, and and really I know it's not a big four, but Vengeance kind of ended up being the little pay per view that could. It was it was a little better than it should have been. Uh, obviously, I'm biased. Taker was on top as the champion. Brock and RVD had a good undercard match. Young Brock, nonetheless. Um, benefit of hindsight, John Cena debuted. His, he had his pay-per-view debut, and he beats Chris Jericho, and that's kind of cool to look back on now that I was there for that. And that Triple H segment where he decides which show he wants to go to, Raw or SmackDown, um, was way more entertaining than it had any right to be. And again, I had tickets way in advance, so I think two weeks before the show, Eric Bischoff, you know, hell freezes over and Bischoff walks out on Raw and debuts as the GM for Raw. And then three days after that, Vince announces Stephanie McMahon is coming back as the GM of SmackDown. And during that time, my crush on Stephanie McMahon is in full song. So I brought my Slap Me Steph sign that I made for No Way Out in Milwaukee. I brought it all the way to Detroit for uh, vengeance, just trying to get some sort of physical contact uh, with the uh, billion dollar princess, although it did not work. And then at the show, in the middle of the actual segment itself, Shawn Michaels makes a surprise appearance at the show, and I don't remember that being announced, or I don't remember the course of the storyline figuring like, oh yeah, and then HBK is going to come out, of course. So that was kind of a surprise, and I would probably say that was the biggest pop of the night that I could remember. He comes out, he gets to do his pose on the on the ramp, full pyro, and nobody expected him to be there, so the, the place kind of became unglued for HBK at the time. And a little insight here, I was there live, and his microphone did cut out a little bit, Triple H's microphone, when he made that decision to go to Raw with Shawn Michaels, and he told Stephanie very clearly for anybody that's in the arena, suck it, Steph. The microphone cut out a little bit, so it was kind of like, it, Steph, but you, you knew what he said. And I don't know why, back in 02, but I've got the DVD, and definitely on Peacock, they have now overdubbed it to Sorry, Steph. I don't, I, Peacock I get. I don't know why the DVD, I don't know why they felt the need to fix it, but it is now Sorry, Steph, and I'm here to tell you, definitely suck it, Steph, if you were there live. Uh, DX, you know, suck it, okay. Um, the only downer for me on the show was knowing that the end goal was Rock and Brock for SummerSlam. So you knew Taker going in, had to get the strap off of him. Got to get it on Brock uh, eventually at SummerSlam. So you got to get it on the Rock now. And um, I, I actually, my buddies were all on board for buying tickets. I was actually like, I don't, I don't, do I want to buy tickets to watch the Undertaker take an L in the main event? Do I want that? Do I want to watch him lose the world title? And so they had to talk me into it. And uh, they thankfully they did because I think it was, I mean, that was one of the greatest triple threat matches. Ever. And it feels like, to me, I'll never know, it was almost thrown together. Like, well, Undertaker and Rock just went at it at No Way Out in Milwaukee five months prior, four months prior. Let's 
let's throw Kurt Angle in there. And then it also gives a reason that, you know, Taker drops the belt and there's three people involved. Um, so I'm so glad I went because it ended up being one of the greatest triple threat matches of all time. I often tell people it's the greatest three-way that was ever on pay-per-view channel 95. Can't vouch for pay-per-view channel 99, but definitely the greatest three-way I've ever seen on pay-per-view channel 95. And, um, I, I still have my, I'll send the pictures along, still got my July 2002 uh, program. I still have the little piece of paper with the card on it and my ticket stub. I don't have anything Brock. So when I met Brock Lesnar at the Mall of America um, a few years later, he actually, I had him sign his, like his photo in the bottom corner on the back of my DVD for Vengeance. It was kind of weird to give him. I kind of gave it to him and he's like, what you want me to sign this and i'm like he's like the size of the proof of purchase like upc code he's not very big but that's all i had for brock so he signed it for me um and i, I think i bought my big red evil devil shirt that day because that's the shirt that taker wears uh in the build-up for that match and down to the ring that night so i think i bought that at that show so still got all my stuff uh, i'm famous for pack ratting all this useless crap that my son's gonna throw away sometime when i'm dead so <laughs> Uh, those are all my memories, though, of Vengeance 02. It was a wonderful show. I'm so glad I went. And thanks, Alex and Travis, for taking my voice memo. I'm now going to get in my car, and I'm going to Fred Flintstone it down the street where there's better cell phone reception. So hopefully I can send it to you. That's my dedication to Talking Taker and all the creatures of the night out there. Alex and Travis, you owe me gas money. Take her easy. All right, how about that, dude? Pokey's little dog live on the scene at Vengeance 2002. That's pretty cool. Yep, thanks, brother. We appreciate it, man. I always like to ask, you know, say if you were there, let us know what you think, and we appreciate you being there and letting us know what you think. Yeah, man. Uh, And so any other listeners out there, if we're doing some of these other watch-alongs, if you'd like to record some uh, memories of that show, if you were there in person, uh, we'd love to hear about it. So, uh of course, be sure to follow us at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the latest updates and news, not just about the podcast, but of course about the dead man, the Undertaker himself. We may not have podcast out every week, but we still post regularly on all our mm-hmm. social media channels. Uh, I encourage you to go back through the archives here, uh, whether you have listened to them all before or whether you're a new listener, whether uh, there's some that you missed, go back and listen. Uh, check out our monthly episodes that we've been doing for the past year go back and listen to these uh, episodes from 2002. You know, you you, uh, you might do what I do. I went back and listened to Vengeance 02. Then I started listening to SummerSlam 02. Because I forgot all this stuff and sometimes it's, it's fun to just relive it in there. So uh, I can't, I'm not going to lie, I'm a mark for myself. I, I like listening to my own podcast. So I uh, hope you all listen out there will do the same thing. Uh, uh, listen immediately when it comes out. Or me at too. At least the next day of the next day, yeah. <laughs> Um, and don't forget, you don't have to just listen to it. You can watch us on YouTube. I encourage you to go subscribe along. to our YouTube channel. You can watch us watching it along while you watch along, you know, if you want to do mm. it like that. Uh, we've also like got Twitch. some other YouTube content. You can go watch a YouTube video that has our top 10 biker taker matches of this era. We said this was number four for us. Find out what the other matches in both of our top 10s were. Also got some Undertaker action figure unboxings on that channel. Uh, and on our Instagram account, uh, I did this a couple weeks ago. I'd like to do it again. I did a little, 
uh, Instagram Live with Stephen Zeman from the Collecting Dead Man podcast a few weeks ago. Did some figure unboxing, just did some conversation with Stephen uh, about what's going on with him and about his podcast. Uh, I'd like to do some more of that. So if anybody out there would like to join me on that on our Instagram Live account, let me know. Maybe we'll uh, try to set something up, try to do something fun like that once a month. Uh, just trying to do some other things here uh, when the podcast, uh, when we don't record quite as regularly. Uh, I encourage all y'all to go listen to Collecting Dead Man. Uh, I've talked with him about going back on the show here in the next few weeks, so there may be a new episode uh, of me joining him on the show. I want to shout out Watch Along Tommy from Watch Along Wrestling as well. He has posted his live vlogs from his WrestleMania weekend experience. So uh, nice. there's, I think, five or six of those on his YouTube channel. So you can see him nice. and his wife experiencing WrestleMania in Dallas. Some fun live on the scene stuff from there. And then, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, Travis, the Bottom Line Wrestling Podcast, our buddies, our brother podcast, Mike and JV, uh, they have pretty much finished Austin's career, so they're doing some fun different things in there. They actually did a review of the Condemned movie uh, a few weeks ago, which is a very fun episode to listen to. Uh, and then they discussed their top, they're going to do their top five Austin pay-per-view matches here. Uh, it will probably have already dropped by the time this drops. Uh, but yeah, I posted mine and I said, just off the top of my head, off the dome, I mentioned um, uh, Austin and Rock, both WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17 and WrestleMania 19, uh, Austin and Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13, and uh, what was my fifth one? I had a Dude Love. Yeah, I said that one, but what was the other one? I can't remember what my number five was. Yeah, my number oh, right. one was Austin and Dude Love from Over the Edge, 1998. The more we talked about it when we were kids, the more I was like, oh, this is a great match. But I probably, I may not have thought of that one immediately, but once I thought, I was like, ah, yeah. But like, I mean, Survivor Series 96 with Brett, too, is just stupid That's good. a great choice. It's hard to argue against stupid that. Stupid good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that sets right. up WrestleMania 13. Mm. So it's a toss-up between that and the Dude Love one. But like it's you said choice. in your text, the, the Dude Love one is such a sports entertainment match. It's perfect. Yeah. So... Yeah. One of my all-time favorites. It, it probably in my top five of anybody. Uh, so I, I do. I have a special place in my heart for mm -hmm. that match. Uh, go listen to those guys. Have mercy. <laughs> Ooh, have mercy. <laughs> uh, and let me shout out uh, one of our fans, one of our listeners. Uh, we don't. Know, we we do a lot of our content and interaction on Twitter. But I want to shout out Mark Short on Facebook. He is always there commenting on our Facebook post and giving us uh, some praise and some feedback there. He complimented our Coliseum Home Video Classics yeah. episode. And I uh, appreciate you, Mark Short, yeah, for listening. And I uh, appreciate everybody over there on the Facebook page as well. Uh, yeah, we appreciate all our listeners. It's so cool to have listeners this far along. 202 episodes, and let's talk about next month, Travis, because we're going to hit our five-year anniversary of doing the podcast. Can you Dang. believe that? August that 2017 we started this, so August 2022 will be the five-year anniversary. That's nuts. I have children on this podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course. Uh, wow. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. That's weird to think about. That's crazy. And yeah, as well, our August one will drop, we will have just gotten back from the SummerSlam. Yeah, we will probably record it before SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you and I, we will get to see each other in person at the SummerSlam. I have no idea what the card's going to be at this point. Well, sure, it'll be a blast. It'll be uh, fun. If any of you Talking Taker listeners are going to be in Nashville for the SummerSlam, uh, hit us up. Uh, we'll try to meet up, you know, outside of the arena or at the popcorn stand or, or something, you know, uh, 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 shake hands, take a picture or something like that. I'm sure we'll be, uh, excuse me, I'm sure we'll be wearing some Talking Taker merch. So uh, look for the uh, one or the two out of 75,000 people that are wearing <laughs> Taker Easy shirts. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be easy to find. Uh, yeah. But no, for sure. Let us know if you're in Nashville, if you're also going to SummerSlam. I'm looking forward to it, buddy. But uh, oh, man. five-year anniversary, I've got an idea. Uh, we'll talk about it off the air. But I'm not married to it. So if any of you listeners have a great idea, uh, something special, something special, something fun that we could do for our five-year anniversary. Uh, we enjoy doing watch-alongs, uh, uh, but I don't want to do a watch-along. I like to do something a little bit different for a five-year anniversary, kind of more unique, more special. So uh, feel free to shoot us some ideas on social media. Uh, but uh, I got I got one idea, and uh, of course we'll we'll let you know about it ahead of time uh, once we lock it in as to what we're going to do for our five-year anniversary. But please give us more ideas. Uh, we, we've got some uh, loose yeah. plans for certain months' episodes to hit some anniversaries, but some are wide open. And you know we'll keep this podcast going as long as we can, uh, as long as we can dig up more Dead Man content. Uh, there's still quite a few avenues that we can explore for his career, and it's still fun for us to gather here uh, once a month. So please, please continue to be a part of this creature community, and uh, we'll keep rolling, rolling, rolling onto the last ride, whenever that might be. That's right, man. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all your feedback and all your, you know, just listening to all of our podcasts. Can't believe it's been 202 episodes. That's nuts to me. But um, anyway, you know what we could do? Go back and re-record the old ones with video. I'm just kidding. No, I'm totally let's kidding. Let's do it. <laughs> That's so let's much. Go. <laughs> anyway, now, are we uh, going to, like, um, we'll, we'll play them and, like, try yeah, to match we'll just, the audio? Yeah, like Japanese lip, lip overdub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it would just be great. So, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, that's an idea. No, but thank you guys so much for the support, and we will see you next month. Stay cool out there. It's very hot oh, where I am. Goodness. I know. <laughs> it's it's an inferno wave. match every day. <laughs> Maybe we'll do ECW heat wave because it is, <laughs> I'm feeling it right now. But, yeah, yeah, inferno match, exactly. But y'all stay cool out there. Stay safe. And most importantly, above all, take her easy. Calm down. I'm not going to calm down nothing. When he gets you, hurt. What the heck's he doing here? Wait just a minute. Let me explain something to both of you. First of all, just back off for a moment. Okay? You're writing checks that you can't cash, boy. I no, no, just stop. a minute. Listen, damn it. Both of you, listen to me. Now, what we've got here is a volatile situation. It's gotten a little bit out of hand, and that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what that's not what our fans are looking for. Our fans want good, clean competition, damn it, all right? So that's what I want to see. I don't want to see anyone bust anybody up. That's not what this match is about. This match is about good, clean... Did you hear me? Now, damn it. This match is about good, clean competition. So now, I want you two to do the right thing before you get out there. In the right frame of mind, just shake hands. Oh, I'm going to shake his hand. He's threatened to break my ankle, and you want me to shake his hand. Yeah, you want me to shake his hand. 
He left me high and dry last week. Let alone he has a bad attitude. Well, you got a bad wig. And let me tell you what. You wear it out there, I'm going to take it off and shove it down your throat. You take it back. You take it back. What you going to do, you won't help me,